Hey everyone, welcome back to uh, Football Update with uh, Andy and Robin. This is Andy. And this is Robin. Uh, a lot of big stuff mm-hmm. going on today in you know, the NFL world and this whole past week, but uh, we thought we wanted to start it off with a little bit of tribute. Uh, unfortunately, the legendary uh, Vikings head coach, uh, Bud Grant, uh, has passed away at 95 last night. Uh, as if you're, if anyone listening is a big football, you know, buff like me or Robin, you know how incredible of a coach this man was. He also coached the CFL. I mean, good. This guy had had his team train out in the w- winter every <laughs> single day just to prepare. Like that's he was old school football, as old school football gets. I would say. Yeah, one of the great, I'm um, not sure if you've ever seen the America's Game series, but they had like a separate series called America's Game Missing Rings, and it was about um, teams that um, were on the verge of winning but didn't like, I think it was the 88 Bengals, the 90 Bills, the um, 81 Chargers, and the 1969 Vikings, which was Bud Grant, Jim Marshall, uh, one of the great defense linemen of all time, and the main guy on the purple people eaters um, defensive line. And uh, Joe Cap was the quarterback that one year, and then the rest of the time it was uh, Fran Tarkington. But, yeah. And again, they went to four Super Bowls, yep. um, which is just insane. And then especially in, like, again, I'm not trying to mm. turn around hard. Like, I don't think mm. anyone will top the Bills for a row Super Bowl run. But to go to yeah. the Super Bowl like a five to seven eight year period is pretty impressive uh mm. and honestly i think one of the most underrated uh secondaries of all time mm-hmm. is paul Krause, who yeah has the, to this day has the interception record and mind you this isn't mm. during the time of now where it's the most high-flying offense of all time this is like back in the 60s and 70s where this guy got the record that's mm. just just insane uh and the uh, last thing I want to say is my last memory of Bud Grant on national mm. television was uh, it was before their new stadium was built. I can't remember how many playoffs this was mm. ago now, maybe five to seven years yeah. ago, where they were. Uh, the Vikings had the home game, but they were playing outside somewhere in Minnesota. And it was oh, yeah. Degree weather. And for the coin toss, they had mm. him to be the uh, celebrity, uh, you know, the guest uh, coin tosser. This guy was in a t shirt in his night. Oh, yeah. I'm- just, just, just to say, this man was a tough, like tough as nails coach uh, mm-hmm. as they used to make. You know, they there's sadly not many coaches like that left in the world. You know, it's a you mm-hmm. know the game evolves as they say, but uh, mm-hmm. just honestly, in my opinion, one of the old time greats. I believe that game was they played Seattle. Um, yes, yes, in a wild card. Yep, and that was they had that game. Very much won if a certain kick went a certain direction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, poor Vikings. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so uh, a lot of big news this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Robin's going to go over most of it, but uh, obviously we're, we're going to start with the, the biggest news. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Bears, everyone was thinking it was going to happen closer to the draft, but uh, mm-hmm. what was it you think that the Panthers offer that just made the Bears like, you know what, we'll take it now. So the pick was the number one to the Carolina Panthers for the number nine pick this year. The number 61 pick, which is actually a second, late second rounder that the Panthers got 
for trading uh, Christian McCaffrey as part of that deal. Uh, next year's first rounder in 2024 and the 2025 second rounder. Um, but the big piece that helps right now is um, wide receiver DJ Moore, who said three 1,000 yard seasons in five seasons. The other two, he's been close. And that's with, you know, Cam Newton his last, you know, couple years with all the injuries. Um, Darnold, PJ Walker, Jacob Eason, Baker Mayfield. Last year, he didn't get to 1,000, but he got pretty close. Um, I'm trying to think who else they've put on the field at quarterback, but you know, just a litany of, or yeah, Teddy Bridgewater one or two years. So yeah, he's been able to be productive without that. And you look at the, you know, quarterbacks that got a number one, two years into their career, you know, guys that had shown flashes, but you weren't sure Josh Allen Buffalo, you know, he had his flashes, but the completion percentage wasn't great. They get him Stefan Diggs. And, you know, he plays at a high level. Jalen Hurts last year with um, A.J. Brown. And I know the win-loss record isn't great for Fields, but and people say he's more of a runner than a thrower, but he hasn't been given much to do or throw oh, to. Absolutely, yeah. But Mooney was hurt. Claypool was hurt and came in midseason. So you get that, you know, and a DJ Moore is like a force multiplier, which is, you know... He's your one, and he makes Darnell Mooney and Chase Kleepo, he makes those guys better twos and threes than they would be ones and twos. And I, I think also you can mm. probably, with one of those picks they, they're getting, like I wouldn't be surprised mm. if they tried to stack their, their off, because there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. great receivers in this draft this year from what I've heard. So that's another mm. weapon. Uh, on the other side, the, do you think the Panthers made the the right choice with uh, what they did because it it feels like Frank Reich can mm. build a system around a quarterback. You know, obviously, mm. as we talked about before, the unfortunate of you know of what happened with Frank is he built a team with the mm. their GM in, in Indianapolis for Andrew Luck. Yeah, sadly, Andrew retired, uh, and the Colts were pretty, with the exception of this past year, had, were mm. pretty good. The other years without Andrew, it just so do you, do you think you know with uh, well first, who do you think he's going to go with Frank to draft at the number one pick, and do you think you know building a team around this player, you know, with these former success he's had with offenses, mm. do you think Frank might find the perfect uh, system now? So I think it could be one of three different quarterbacks. It it has to be a quarterback to move up that high. Um, yes, absolutely. Bryce Young feels like, you know, he's only 5'10", but according to, you know, the combine, every meeting he was in, every chance to talk, he was just impressing folks and even, like, recognizing coverages that he hadn't seen, um, you know, in college and able to say, this is how I'd be it, this is how I'd do it. Um, most right quarterbacks are 6'2", 6'3", 220, so he doesn't really fit that prototype, but if you believe in a guy's ability to, you know, avoid stuff or like overcome that the way, you know, Russell Wilson did early in his career and to some extent Kyler, although those guys were more mobile, um, you know, uh, Bryce is a little more cerebral and able to kind of, um, you know, see things a little quicker in terms of quick passing game, I feel like, than those guys. Um, But, you know, it could be him. It could be Anthony Richardson who had, the best, you know, athletic score of any quarterback at the combine ran four four, and he may have been timed 
um, high four three when he ran his forty, depending on who you listen to, um, and that's at two hundred forty pounds. So he's the closest thing to a Cam Newton type of quarterback that the Panthers will have had a chance to look at. And then C.J. Stroud from Ohio State was great at the combine, also um, showed some mobility in the game against um, Georgia where he played phenomenally. And, you know, they were about a kick away from getting to the national championship and probably beating a TCU team that was clearly overmatched by Georgia. Um, So the thing is, though, that either one of these or any of these, one of these three guys is kind of put behind the eight ball because a DJ Moore type of guy helps a young quarterback so much. And receivers... Even, you know, a top 10 to 15, which is what I think DJ Moore is, not, you know, top 5 to top 10, although maybe in the right offense, the right quarterback, he could be kind of like Diggs in Minnesota was really great, but didn't know how great till he got to Buffalo. And same with A.J. Brown this past year. Um, You know, those guys don't grow on trees, and when you get one, you normally do everything you can to keep it. And if you trade it, you trade it to get a lot of picks in return, not move, you know, that player and a bunch of picks to get, you know, one guy. Um, Their defense is going to be really great for the most part um, because it was great down the stretch last year. And they have the Broncos defense coordinator, Ejir Vero, but they're going to have to, you know, sign some guys in free agency at their wide receiver position and then hope to hit on one or two in the draft. And, Skill position-wise, you know, they're down to Terrace Marshall at receiver, um, Shia Smith there. Um, Deonta Form is a free agent. Hopefully you can bring him back with Chuba Hubbard. But, you know, and all the draft capital that they've invested in quarterbacks in the past. You know, they invested a pick last year in Matt Corral and a pick this year. Um, you know, a couple picks a couple years ago in Darnold, late rounder, five or I think like a six for... Baker, so you know they put a lot of resources into quarterback even before this. Um, but if they get the right guy, then you're not really going to think about how much it costs to get him. And it feels like just, I mean, mm. just for this year, it doesn't feel like they lost their own. Like obviously, they, they mm. you know, for the first round pick, they kind of swap their picks, and then, mm-hmm. like you said, the second round pick this year that they gave up was from the. From uh, I'm sorry, the uh, 49ers for McCaffrey. Mm. So yeah, they can still pick some, some solid pieces up. I think maybe receiver wise, and then on top of that, you have mm. a pretty good solid uh, free agency of wide receivers out there. Like not mm-hmm. many stars, per mm. se, but like pretty solid pieces to put around. You know, yeah. you have some mm. Smith Schuster's out there, Landry's out there, Thielen. Uh, mm. I don't think Robbie Anderson's going to come back, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And D- oh, DJ Shark, you know, mm. that's a good piece. And then there's a lot of teams that are, you know, t- right now tearing, you know, tearing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, and uh, I, I don't think they would go with Hopkins because w- from what I've heard, we're going to talk mm. about a little bit, you know, I want to bring it up when the bills come up, but mm. I think Hopkins has even said, you know, two, well, I guess two things. Either he would go to a team and they offer a big extension or, for mm. you know, if he goes to a contender team, he'd be willing to mm. just, you know, ring chase. But uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I think, you know, again, I, I might be a little biased because, you know, I, I mm-hmm. love Frank Reich as a Bills fan. But I think mm-hmm. there's a, 
pretty good future for the for the Panthers. And, you know, their division right now is kind of going through a, mm. you know, a, a build as well. You know, uh, you know, Tampa just tear, not tearing everything down, but, you know, their, their window just closed. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the Falcons are building something. And then, um, I'll be honest, I don't know what to make of the Saints because mm. they're always in cap heck, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of other things. But uh, is there any other free agent stuff that you wanted to uh, uh, bring up? I'm trying to look. So Vikings, they've made a bit of a purge with some of the cuts. You mentioned Adam Thielen, um, you know, their number two receiver, um, you know, Eric Kendricks, the linebacker, Cam Dantzler, one of the corners, Harrison Smith. And there is, you know, the rumor that they will try and move on from Dalvin Cook either through trade and cut and bring back Alexander Madison. Um, so they're in an interesting spot and that whole division, you know, with the bears, you think they're going to be one of the more improved teams if they hit on their picks, the lions really started to send at the end of the year and may have been a better team than the Vikings at the end of the year, despite what the 13 and four record would initially say, but a lot of that was close wins. And then the Packers, you know, whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers, it's assumed he's going to go to the jets. Um, hasn't gone through officially as of yet, even though signs have pointed to there. So I'm not sure what you feel about Minnesota's move there. Well, uh, you know, it'd be kind of funny if, I don't think mm. it'll happen, it'd be funny if the Bills tra- trained mm. for Cook and his yeah. Cook as, the, as the running team. But uh, mm. yeah, the, the North is going to be pretty interesting, you know, all the, like I th- because obviously the Vikings have something there with how explosive their offense is. Hmm. At times their defense can do stuff, but that you know, I think some of it might be a little more mm-hmm. detrimental. But you know, if, you know, it's, they're trying to shake the team up. You know, it mm-hmm. feels like. And then uh, if I was a betting man, I, I think the the Bears will be improved, but they still need time to gel. I, I think mm-hmm. the division winner might be. This is my very early prediction. I think the the Lions might get it, just mm. with how stacked they are. Yeah, yeah, I could and see then, that. Yeah, if they hit in the draft and get a free agent or two. And then um, <clears throat> also the big news today that uh, Jalen Ramsey got traded mm. to uh, <clears throat> to the Dolphins. Well, what do you think of the uh, the trade? Uh, I think we were talking earlier that mm-hmm. on paper it seems like they were fleece the Rams, but uh, you were mentioning how they're trying to looking to uh, get all that cap off their, uh, you know, the cap out of. <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Long day mm-hmm. work. Uh, uh, re- reduce cap space, so to speak, and the Dolphins are picking it all up. So they basically the Dolphins. They only give up a third rounder, which is, I think, the 77 pick. They give Hunter Long, who was a third round pick two or three years ago, but it only had one career catch as a tight end. They bring in Jalen Ramsey. They guarantee the last two years of his contract, which is, I believe, like 17, 19 million um, for both those two years. They did so many restructures with Bradley Chubb, Tyree Kill, um, I think a couple other guys, or Xavier Howard. So they're going to pay two corners who may or may not be kind of declining. Um, I think Ramsey's still top 10 to 15. And then Howard was great a couple years ago. And, you know, sometimes he plays at super high level and leads the league in picks, but he's high risk, high reward. 
um, but having two corners at that level may um, make his job a little bit easier. Um, what is the type of trade that, you know, the Dolphins are basically trying to make a two-year run, um, you know, to maybe take over the division? They'll have, you know, the Bills who have won it the last three years, the Jets, you know, you assume they get a quarterback, they're playoff contenders, if not more. Um, but, you know, yeah, I respect the willingness to go out and do it, and they ex- exercise a fifth-year option on Tua. Um, so it's sounding like he's their guy for the next couple years. Um, but, you know, is there another move where they're trying to get a running game? Because last year they were 25th in rushing the ball, despite Mike McDaniel being um, his background being the run game coordinator for the um, Niners, and that was always a strength of theirs. interesting it, it, mm. it does speaking of Ramsey it does feel like that the mm. I don't think they're fully caught up to the bills but they they're kind of feel like they're catching up you know, yeah like, mm-hmm. uh, going up to uh, going to the East Coast uh, it feels like the, it's a done deal with Aaron Rodgers you know and again mm. the Jets have a great defense great scheming but even with him if they brought him there they would have to I can't remember their cap space off the top of my head, but it feels like they're going to have to. He'll definitely want some pieces around him, like they'll yeah. want some tr- mm-hmm. some trades. So, uh, do, do you think it's a done deal, or do you think another team? Because the only reason I, I'm sorry, I keep adding stuff mm-hmm. on, but like it just the only reason it hasn't gone through yet is like I don't, I don't know, maybe Aaron does not want to go there, possibly. But uh, mm. I think what, what is your yeah, sorry. Um, I do think it's Jets or retirement at this point. I don't really think there's another team. And they've done all this restructuring between uh, two of their tight ends, CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, one of their guards, Lincoln Tomlinson. Feels like their restructures are there to get the $15 million or so base salary that Aaron Rodgers is um, under you know, the books, um, so to speak. So I do think that's happening. And also... Um, I think Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and one other, uh, Garrett Wilson were on like some sort of stream uh, a couple nights ago, and they were basically saying that like if this gets done, there could be more moves set up by this. Could that mean Odell Beckham, who had his workout to add a veteran receiver? Could it be other things? Um, you know, or Randall Cobb somehow coming back to Aaron Rodgers again? Um, but I do think it's looking to him being a Jet. What do you think that the Packers will get in for compensation? Uh, so the last time they traded... <laughs> uh, or I'm at the reverse that. I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Last time a Packer quarterback went to the Jets, um, I think it was just a second rounder. I think it'll be more. I'm not sure how much more. I don't know if it'll be a first just because he's 39 and how many years do you, if you have a three-year guarantee, you can probably think, okay, let's go for a first. But if they only have one to two years, then it becomes a little more interesting. I wonder if there's any conditional things, um, draft picks attached where it's if, if he plays past this year, it's this pick. If he plays past two years, it's another pick like this. 
Um, I would say start with that mid-second rounder, but it could be the 13th pick. I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Do you, do you think the Raiders might mm-hmm. pull like a lot? Like if there's mm-hmm. anybody that could pull off a last-minute move, mm-hmm. just because kind of how backhanded he is, mm-hmm. is uh, is Josh McDaniels at, mm-hmm. at the Raiders, and plus you have the Devontae Adams thing. Cause yeah. I think Devontae's even said like that might be one of the few things that would really mm-hmm. want him to stay in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance they could show interest at this point? Or? I don't know how big... I think the Raiders will be players in free agency, but there's always this talk about Mark Davis not having the funds to do certain things. Um, so I don't know, like, because he still has $60 million, um guaranteed owed uh, Aaron Rodgers to him. So does, you know, Mark Davis have the escrow or whatever to make that work? I don't know, or the ability to guarantee a certain amount. I don't know. Um, I do think Jimmy Garoppolo is an option there just because he was with McDaniels, you know, those three and a half years in New England um, and knows the system and everything else. Um, It would make that division, again, very, very interesting, you know, having Rodgers versus Herbert versus Mahomes versus Russell Wilson. Um, But it feels like um, McDaniels wants to get guys he's familiar with in totality, and even if there is, you know, I mean, I believe there is a talent gap between Garoppolo and Rodgers is enough to um, instantly be a playoff team regardless of what's around. Uh, I'm not sure with that how tough that AFC West is in the AFC overall. So, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, my, uh, my throat's a little rough today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Trying to see. Um, so, what uh, what are some of your predictions for this week? Any big trades you think that might happen, or signings of where certain players might go? So, I'll do that after I go through some of the moves that we know have been made. Um, the Cardinals got rid of Marcus Golden, who had 11 sacks in 2021, only two and a half last year. So, that's a veteran defensive end on the market, Brandon Graham. Resigned with the Eagles after double-digit sacks, a million, or I think six million for one year. Um, Robert Woods went to the Texans two years, 15 million. I think it um, could be up to 17 mil over two years. Juwan Johnson comes back to the Saints. Um, Matt Milano signed a contract to get the Bills um, six million in cap space. They could, they still have to restructure because they're at least $15 million over the cap with some other contracts. Um, trying to see. Um, Devin McCourty retired. He had a great career. Um, he was a Bills fan. Have to honor that. And then a um, little bit ago, Deron Payne signed four-year $90 million um, to stay with the Commanders, and that's big for um, the free agency officially starts in terms of guys can officially agree to deals Wednesday at four, but Monday at noon is when there's legal tampering where, you know, certain deals that may or may not have been discussed at combine are officially offered. And then you'll hear a report. Oh, when free agency officially opens, this guy will go here. This guy will go there. Um, with Deron Payne, there's a bunch of interior linemen like Javon Hargrave, Draymond Jones. Um, 
there's at least one or two that I'm forgetting, but those guys at the top of the defensive tackle market may make up to close to or even above what um, Deron Payne got at his new contract. Um, so I think that'll be one of the first big things. The Bears have been connected to Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. I feel like they're going to make a lot of moves um, overall, but also mainly on the trenches because they were bad in both areas um, last year, both the defensive and offensive fronts. Um, but in terms of you know anything that I can 100% predict, I'm not sure, but I do think we're going to see um, moves by um, teams right after, like, uh, noon tomorrow. And then, um, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted, we wanted to always save the, the best for last uh, with the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. I found a very interesting article, and despite how their cap situation is, there, there's a chance for them to not only mm-hmm. get back into space, but have, like, an a little bit of an excess of like 30 to 40 million in cap space, like, uh, mm-hmm. through restructurings, like, uh, like right now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Josh can, uh, you can restructure Josh's contract for about half. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, they could save about 21 million just mm-hmm. by restructuring his contracts. Uh, mm-hmm. you can do that with, uh, Von Miller's, uh, restructuring could be about 10.6. And as we, we, we talked about, uh, Mm-hmm. Milano can uh, do 6.13 mm-hmm. and then a uh, couple cuts here and there probably you know uh, uh, speaking of which uh, mm-hmm. I think one that's going to happen I don't know about you is just Isaiah, Isaiah yeah. McKenzie just, mm-hmm. just, I, I like Isaiah it's just mm-hmm. I think you could probably get Cole Beasley to come back for one more run for a year for maybe half the money Mm-hmm. And on top of that, uh, Shakir is just feels yeah. like that, what kind of the player they're wanting to keep. Uh, mm. Now, another thing I was wondering, what, mm. what do you think was going to happen with Hines? Do you think that they're going to – because his – they don't have any um, mm. dead cap if they do cut him, but yeah. he's pretty good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope that they find a way to restructure, get it maybe from – about four point nine million, which is what he's owed, to somewhere around two and a half to three million, make it through some sort of extension, um, so that you know, because he offers you kick and punt return ability. He was supposed to be their pass catching back, and for a reason they didn't really use him all that much in that area, or be able to connect with him all that much in that area, which was a bit of a pretty big disappointment. But, but maybe a second year in that system will help a bunch. Um, but you do wonder if they see a guy like Braxton Berrios got cut and think to themselves, well, if we sign a guy like Berrios, we keep Shakir. Um, he can do all the kick and pump return stuff that Naheem Hines did and also be a slot guy and a gadget guy um, for maybe a little bit less of the price. But I think ideally I'd want to keep Hines only because he gives you that special teams ability um, even I think kick coverage sometimes he's on plays and then also hopefully can make plays in both the run game and pass game offensively. Um, and you'd think with how big the running back market is and 
how many guys might take less than they normally want to. You'd think Hines would be willing to make that work, but I really don't know too much. And then uh, there's interest in Jamal Williams, but I don't know what type of contract that would be. He does seem like if you get him at a reasonable rate, somehow get Hines to take less and Cook. That's a pretty great trio, especially with Williams as your power and red zone running back. Is there any players you think that are worth cutting to save space? Uh, mm. Or do you just, who's like, might be good, but just not worth the money that they, because it does feel like from what mm. I've been hearing that we, we will be able to, you know, Brandon Bean is just mm. a wizard when it comes to this stuff. So he's going to need space to do some signings and mm. some trades to get the team back to kind of, you know, mm. tip top shape is uh, who would you think would be a, or if anybody would be a good uh, person to cut to save money. Um, so, than, uh, so, yeah, that's an option. Um, like I talked about before, a little bit before, the defensive linemen, big contracts, especially interior defensive linemen, you look at that and you remember that they have the fifth-year option that's already been exercised on L. Oliver. He posted on Insta and then it was taken down real quickly, you know, show me the money or I don't want to talk or something like that. Um, so you look at that and you know he's going to go to free agency next year most likely. Can you get, you can clear up 10 or so million by letting, by trading him for some sort of draft pick or something. Um, Matt Perino had suggested a trade which would be Ed Oliver and Gabe Davis for Cortland Sutton from the Broncos who may or may not be happy there and then a draft pick or two. Um, that's certainly an option because, you know, Corlin Sonnen's under contract for the next three years, I believe. Kind of reasonable rate. And then you'd have a great one-two punch a receiver. You'd have to find, you know, a veteran or two or even a draft pick to help out at defensive tackle. But it feels like Daquan Jones is pretty great. Tim Settle, they restructured. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Maybe you find a way to get Phillips on a discount. But I think... There's not much in terms of cuts other than McKenzie and Hines if they can find a better option, but the Ed Oliver trade, what? Oh, I, I was agreeing with you. I'm sorry about yeah. the, the, the Hines thing. I really hope they can find a way to mm. restructure like before they would have to uh, you know, cut him. Yeah. Uh, here's, I, I have a feeling that, again, mm. Brandon does this every year, like, just mm. shocks us with the thing. I, I have a feeling that they're going to, tr- again, I, I could be totally wrong, and this is just mm. like me being an optimistic uh, Bills fan, but yeah. if you really want to help Josh out, I think, you know, a great, again, one move to save money mm. for Ed, you know, is, you know, trade Ed, you know, I'm sure they want to start building t- more, like, building blocks, maybe mm. trade him to the Cardinals, mm. you know, for for excuse me deandre hopkins and maybe like Mm. a third or something like that and like Mm. we said i mean if if deandre hopkins has said that if he'd be willing to uh reduce his contract for a contender team you know Mm. i think great and and some people will say you know 
yes, at how good it would be for the next three years, but like you know, I think you match him and Stefan together, that would be a very explosive unit. Like mm-hmm. he, he was kind of getting his groove back, and and also I, I, this is I'm not saying to have him for long term. Like as much as I think you would agree, is we would love to have the Bills be like a dynasty team that win a couple rings. Mm-hmm. You need to get the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. As and I think Pagula will let us kind of you know splurge a little bit so to speak this year on you know players and stuff like this mm. to try to get us over that hub but it just feels like in the next year or two if we don't get one i don't think they're gonna obviously again but just mcdermott and bean are doing such a great job but mm. i just i just hope in this year they might try to do some stuff like they did last year you know just one splashy kind of move like von miller do you, do you think they might do one kind of small or Kind of like a move like that, or like by a signing or a trade, or do you think they might just try to be conservative? I think so. Being at the com, I basically said like the Von Miller move is their big move for like multiple years, including this year. I do think if they lose out on an Edmonds and a Poyer and both of them, they try and replace those guys with like two contract, kind of like you know, take the money, less 18 to 20 mil or so that could go to Edmonds and spend it on a receiver and a linebacker, you know, that can play, you know, like Levante David, I think Jeremy Fowler of ESPN said that he's just heard that that's, uh, see, seems like a scheme fit that could work. Um, and he is, you know, an older vet that's won and probably wants to keep winning. Um, and then, you know, you spend the rest on like a Thiel, Adam Thielen type receiver who might be willing to take less, um, and then, you know, try and find, like when they signed, you know, Poyer and Hyde, they didn't sign to either of those guys to huge contracts. They were both mostly backups and, you know, spot starters here and there, but they like those guys, those guys fit our scheme. Um, you know, the thing they could do really well is go after guys that are cut because let's say you lose Edmonds and Poyer and you don't sign a guy that contract ran out with another team instead they were cut beforehand you would get two third round compensatory picks you wouldn't get them till 2024 but those are things that are kind of important or you know things that can help you out because the chiefs always have compensatory picks the niners got seven compensatory picks um this week so um with all the free agent losses their coaches being hired everything else so they go from having four picks to 11 and yes, they're later rounds, you know, third, fourth, fifth, and seventh. But those picks can, you know, help you out. Be ammunition. Yeah. Or, like, be ammunition to kind of move up, maybe, possibly. Or just, you know, maybe. get cheap players, basically, which, you know, if you depend, if you're able to find a rookie here, a rookie there, that helps you in the secondary or, you know, wherever on your team that, you know, helps you be able to stomach, you know, a bad draft pick here or, you know, um, big investment in one spot. I, I think uh, mm. you, you touched a great – I have a feeling mm. that now that he's cut, I, I think Adam Thielen would mm. love to come here. You know, him and Stefan are still very tight. And mm-hmm. obviously he's not at, as good as he was, but I think, you know, with mm-hmm. a, a quarterback like Josh, yeah. that, that could be a very uh, – 
good combination. Mm. Do you, would you have any interest in Bobby Wet? If it, let's say, for mm. argument's sake, that Edmonds is gone, would you consider having a Bobby Wagner for a year or two who might mm. want to chase for a ring? I would definitely love that. Um, if you know you're paying him ten to twelve mil instead of you know the eighteen to twenty. Same with you know Levante David. Um, Drew Tranquil, maybe you could get for cheaper. I mean, it's a pretty good Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals as well. It's a pretty good, um, you know, free agency class for middle linebackers, but um, you're not going to get the level of talent that you would, you know, with the age of Edmonds, you know, 24 years old, played five years, may or may not still be ascending. But if a team is going to pay him $20 million around that, he has to make an impact relative to, you know, primary Lewis or what, you know, Roquan Smith did down the stretch for the Ravens. And that's expecting a lot out of any player, let alone one who has had, you know, flashes made the Pro Bowl a couple of years. But there's I've also read people look at Milano and maybe he's getting moved to the middle and they have Bernard play or they try and find another young rookie to play alongside him. Um, cause that contract for Milano next three, four years at $14 million for a guy that may have missed some tackles this year, but just overall played an all pro level. I mean, you get an all pro linebacker for $14 million a year. Um, hopefully he keeps playing at that level that that's, you know, a bargain compared to, you know, what you could get across the league at that position. thing I, I do want to say um, I think at the very least one of the two guys are going to go Edmonds or Poyer if you had a choice to stay to keep one who do you think you would want to keep as great as Poyer has been um, just one of the biggest steals in free agency and you know they went I think until the Cincinnati game they were undefeated with him in the lineup as great as he was he started to get banged up the last couple of years um, you know, you still have Hyde there, assuming he gets plays at his level, and maybe you can see what happens with, you know, um, will Benford get moved to safety? Will they look um, in free agency for a stopgap? I would make sure to keep Edmonds if I had to keep one of the two, just because he's 24, um, starting to figure things out from a coverage standpoint last year, and he's just an incredible athlete with such range that isn't really replicable. So if I had a choice between the two, I'd pick Edmonds. And hypothetically, could mm. they do a good deal for him? But like, we're mm. like this year, instead of having like a big cap space, yeah. like they could do like like a big signing bonus. So like his cap is hypothetically mm. like two and a half or something like that. Or they could. Um, you get the sense with all of these free agents that they're told what their market is. Um, at the combine when you know all the agents and owners and players across the board are there you know there's discussions and everything nothing you know written in stone but they're basically gathering up well let's say your guy does get to market how much is he looking for and you know there's a conversation well this is how much we're willing to offer you know get back to us you know when the negotiating window comes through but um it, it i've if someone's willing to move heaven and earth to get them like it's what's sounding like it you know they might be able to have 
a high cap number and also give him the bonus that he wants. So, uh, you know, we don't know until we know. And I mean, Milano a couple years ago, people thought uh, he's probably a goner. And then right before the start of free agency, it was all sandstone and um, he was signed. So you never really know. But I'm, you always, it seems like the last couple weeks has been, um, I think Schefter even said it late this week, the expectation is those guys are leaving. I will say, if anyone can do mm. something, it's, it's uh, I know I said it earlier, mm-hmm. but it's Brandon Bean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will agree with you that I, if I had to choose between the two, I, I would choose Tremaine. I think the more mm-hmm. likely one, though, is probably Jordan, just only because, between the two, just because mm-hmm. he's kind of riding off in the sunset in the last two or three years, whereas, mm-hmm. you know... Tremaine's going to want that peak, you know, in my prime kind of money, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I could be mistaken. But uh, again, that's the fun of this time of year of, yeah. mm-hmm. of uh, football. So uh, uh, we're going to have to do something fun, guys. We're recording mm-hmm. this one on Sunday. And mm-hmm. then on a Friday, we're going to uh, cap off the week's uh, big news, yeah. all the signings, trades, and stuff like that. So. This is one of the favorite times of year for football, not counting the regular season. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a crazy, hectic weekend. Starts um, Monday or tomorrow at noon, so news will come fast and furious. And yeah, (laughs) the takes will be interesting. Very good. Well, that'll do it for us this week, guys. This is Andy, and this is Robin.